This is Brian Hill, and you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to The Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Friday, so we're going to talk about what you want to talk about. And that is my hot take on a three-year-old movie. Uh, that's right. We're talking The Greatest Showman. We've been talking about Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant, Hugh Jackman all week. We did talk about Hugh Grant the other day, though, when we were talking about rom-coms. Uh, we've been talking about Hugh Jackman all week. Monday was his birthday. And I've been dancing, I guess, to use an appropriate term, around this movie. I watched it for the first time this week. And I posted on my personal Facebook about, oh, yeah, watching this. And everybody was like, oh, I love it. Uh, it's not good. Oh, it's okay. Blah, blah, blah. So here's, here's my take. But first, a little bit about the movie. So The Greatest Showman dropped uh, Christmas of 2017. Yeah, a while back. Budget was only $84 million. It Box office was $435 million. So huge huge success um it was directed by michael gracie or the first movie they ever directed uh and then was executive producer on the on rocket man the elton john story and then has a movie coming out called ladybug and cat noir awakening which is based on the series of the same name so should be should be interesting. They were the visual effects supervisor on Ned Kelly, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's got Heath Ledger in it. It's an Australian film. Definitely check it out. The film itself obviously stars Hugh Jackman as P.T. Barnum, uh, Zac Efron as Philip Carlyle, Michelle Williams is Charity Barnum, P.T.'s wife. Uh, you got Rebecca Ferguson in there, Zendaya, um, who all sorts of people and here's the thing P.T. Barnum was not a good person that was that's why I didn't watch it from the get-go when it came out is because P.T. Barnum exploit when I say exploit people I don't mean like oh he was a businessman no like he paraded people around as sideshow freaks he doesn't treat them like he does in the movie he was Oh, uh, go check out our friends over at Our Fake History. They did a great series on P.T. Barnum. Talking about, like, who was history's biggest humbug. And it's it's real eye-opening, you know, the way he basically human-trafficked people and had slaves and did all these things. Even the stuff with, like, Jenny Lynn is the exact opposite of what happened in real life. In real life, she agreed to come to America and tour... But she wanted all her money up front uh, because she knew how PT was. And she donated it all to charity, though. Like, almost all of her money went to schools and widows and orphans and all this stuff. And PT tried to, like, get out of the contract and do all this stuff. Uh, so all the stuff in the movie about her trying to seduce him and stealing from his wife. No, he was a bad guy in that scenario. Matter of fact, he was a bad guy in almost every scenario. Now, while the guy did have an interesting life, and I think it should be examined, uh, to put it so to put it kind of in perspective, I watched the current war, 
with everybody under the sun the other day. And this talks about uh, Tesla and Edison and Westinghouse and everybody. And Edison is portrayed like how he was, like a, a jerk who stole people's ideas and things. But it's still a great movie. And it, it's wonderful. We need that with P.T. Barnum. Like, no, hey, here he is selling human beings and putting them through this torture and stuff to be what they are. It's deplorable. So, that, like I said, that's why I never watch the movie. But if I'm talking Hugh Jackman, this has become one of his most iconic roles. I mean, he went on tour. Is touring. Will tour. It's 2020. Time has no meaning. And where he sings songs from this. So I was like, okay, I need to watch this film. I need to figure out what all the hype is about. And the music is amazing. I, I've been singing the songs. I've added some of them to the playlist. It's wonderful. The soundtrack on this thing is killer. Absolutely killer. Uh, so many wonderful, wonderful songs. And cool. It's great. Uh, they got, I mean... He got nominated Academy Award for Best Song for This Is Me. Uh, American Musical. It won at the AARP Movie for Grown Ups Awards uh, for Best Grown Up Love Story. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. But at the Golden Globes, it won Best Original Song. Uh, at the Guild of Music Supervisors, it got nominated for a bunch of stuff. It, it's... The music on it is amazing. But... The movie itself feels like little fillers to get you to the next song. And not all musicals are like that. I mean, some people will argue they are, but a good musical has sort of like Chicago, uh, Moulin Rouge, things like that. There's the, it has filler, like actual story filler, not just, oh, hey, ha ha, now we're in another musical number. Um, so that, that bugged me. A lot as well. So many things about this film bug me. And then probably the one that took the cake is this movie had a perfect opportunity to address racism and discrimination and bigotry. And it skirts around it. And, you know, the whole love story between Zac Efron and Zendaya. It, you know, there's one time where they're like, oh, with the help. You know, oh, why are you out with the help? But in the movie, we'd already seen, like, white servants as well. So that didn't do... And then the big fight at the end, they they use the word... Uh, and I'm quoting from the movie here. They, they use the word spook on uh, Zendaya's brother. And that that's it. You know, if it would have... And I know it's supposed to be, like, a happy, feel-good movie, but there are movies that can still address these things because the way that it lackadaisically, I don't know if that's a word, it sounds like a cool word, uh, addressed the racism and stuff, it almost made, it's like, well, you know, it, yeah, it's kind of a thing, but look, they're mean to the bearded lady, which is totally inappropriate as well, you know, it, like, love everyone, but it, it downplayed it a lot in my, my mind, um, you know, I, I think it definitely could have done better. It could have done better on so many, so many levels. But the songs are catchy. And you'll hear a lot of people. I mean, if if you're my friend on Facebook, you'll see a lot of people are like, 
that's all they said. They're like, oh, we love the songs. Our kids love the songs. We listen to the songs all the time. And, uh, okay, you know, I guess. But the movie, there's no story. The acting is so-so, uh, you know, because th- but there's nothing for them to act. There's no scenery for them to chew. They're just kind of there. And some of the makeups on the quote-unquote freaks isn't the best. Uh, if this movie didn't have the songs that it had, it's not worth watching. It's it's just not. But with the songs, eh, really, I would just listen to the soundtrack. You know, go go over on Spotify and just listen to the soundtrack, and you'll get most of the plot and most of everything. It, I just I was not a fan. If if I had to rank it, let's see, on a scale of one to ten. Without the soundtrack, it's like a two. With the soundtrack, like a six, maybe? Um, that That's how it is, you know? I, I don't know. I wasn't a fan. Let me know if you were a fan of the movie. Not just the songs. Everybody loves the songs. But if you were a fan of the actual movie, the film itself, the story and the plot and the acting and the directing and everything else, I, I would love to hear your thoughts. You can drop them below here on SoundCloud or on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere we're out there. Just look for The Night Nerd. Make sure to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Night Nerd. We got our Ben Affleck show, our Archer show, so many great things going on over there. Um, follow us on Twitch, Night Nerd Podcast. Email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for us today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Let's go.